Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. This week, we are concluding our Hexed adventure. I want to thank my lovely spouse, Mel, for helping me create this sweet little story. And again, a big thanks to Sharong for designing this game. If you'd like to pick it up, you can find it in the You and I Roleplaying Games for Two collection, which is available on DriveThruRPG. Before we get to the show, I want to quickly remind everyone that my new book, The Ultimate RPG Gameplay Guide, is available now everywhere books are sold. If you're looking for a copy, you can go to bit.ly slash RPG Gameplay and find all of the online vendors, or just head to the nearest brick-and-mortar store and ask for it by name. If you've already picked up a copy for yourself, you can help me out by leaving a review on either Amazon or Goodreads. You can find a link to review it on Amazon by heading to bit.ly slash Ultimate Gameplay. We are extremely close to the much-needed 25 reviews that my publisher says are very important to get in the first month. I know very little about book publishing, even with this being my second book, so I'm just going to go with them. If they say it's important, I would really, really like help doing that. <laughs> with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. I need you to make an easy check. That is one difficulty to hold on to Vincent. I think she's walked vincent before mm -hmm. being in the magical creatures class so i think she she has experience with this so i'd like to give her one more die D to get that other die describe for me the day that vincent surprised you with his strength uh it's the first time they brought out vincent mm -hmm. um while they were talking about the evolution of magical animals they brought out the various animals and they asked for volunteers to hold on to the various animals as they came out. And no one else wanted the stink the lizard, stink lizard mm -hmm. because it stank. It and they stinks. didn't want to leave the room stinky. And Ellery was like, I don't care. He cute. And she she walked up and she's like, yes, this is my stink lizard now. Mm -hmm. And they just had the time of their lives chilling together until Vincent saw something he wanted to eat. And tried to run away, and he ran so fast, and his oddly muscular little lizard friend basically janked on the leash so hard that it pulled Ellery into, like, just knocked her stomach flat onto the ground, and, and he, he dragged her a little bit. And I think, actually, he might have gotten away from her, but luckily, surrounded by classmates and a teacher, they were able to wrangle him. All right. Roll that second die. Aw, yeah. Boom! You managed to hold on to Vincent. Uh, he, he pulls. He's fast. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you can see the little masked face of Beans sort of like leaning out of your satchel by your side, looking at Vincent with big eyes, making sure that you don't lose sight. And Vincent like takes you on a winding roam about the campus. Vincent will occasionally stop at different uh walls and doors and lick a little bit of ectoplasm that has been left on them away before vincent finds a place where you know the the, the, the most recent place of this ectoplasm being and i need you to tell me where this is where this old headmaster has decided to hide and i think while you're doing this oh this might be a thing. This is a thing that you'll need to do another easy roll for. 
you're out there. You've got this stink lizard. The stink lizard is going on a wild goose chase around the school. There are other students who are looking for this headmaster's ghost right now. And if they see someone with a stink lizard, they're going to follow that someone. Is it so like a one difficulty? Yeah, we'll call it a one difficulty because you'll have like plenty of time to prepare. It's Vincent's extremely horny for this ectoplasm. And, you know, Vincent's got a broad little lizard body and he's going to go straight for it. So it's going to take some doing to, you know, nudge Vincent away from the direct path. I think Ellery came prepared with some obnoxious perfume that she stole from someone else in the dorm who used too much of it anyway. It's like the Axe body spray of the wizard world. <laughs> it's just a very strong stank spray that covers up almost anything with how awful it is. Okay, so it's a worse stank. Yes. To hopefully a different ward people away. Yeah, yeah and okay. it combines so badly with the stink lizard smell all right so that is one for your effort and one for using a magical item <laughs> now if this fails it does mishap so you can also add some extra narrative stank to it if you'd like sure uh i think ellery the the day that she discovered vincent's uh, extraordinary strength is the same day a student had to catch vincent who uh, also wore this particular brand of perfume. Mm -hmm. And upon catching the stink lizard, discovered just how much stinkier their world could be. <laughs> and they became kind of, unfortunately, a butt of a stank joke. I think they got the, the nickname Stanky because mm. they discovered that that particular perfume was horrific and their name was hank so it, you yeah know, it was just easy uh, it's been pretty hard for them to live that down stanky hanky uh great more of a high school thing to happen but you know whatever why not roll it up boom you have this uh stink lizard and no one around you is catching you every time vincent like uh starts towards a path that would you know be near people first of all the stank is disguised they they think this is probably just hank um <laughs> and so they 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 you know they don't suspect that there's a stink lizard out here um and you manage to like sort of strong uh vincent away from the the direct path that would bring you in front of people so you take this really circuitous route around school uh grabbing up the little globules of uh ectoplasm that are around the school where do you encounter this headmaster they do this once a year so is this like okay hold on i'm trying to remember time so like overnight is when she did that extra when she was printing zines, right? Yeah. The sun came up. It's daytime in the castle right now. No, no, no. So there was last night you were printing zines. You oh, it's, stayed it's until daylight. The you next had a night. full day. It's nighttime. Now it's the next again. night, which is why okay. you're so tired. Yep, 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 yep. I think she finds a, ha a secret hatch that goes into catacombs that can reach the underground market. But they web out underneath the city and she finds an entrance that 
no one or very few people are aware of. I like that. Um, how is it hidden? I think it's under a statue that looks deceivingly heavy. Yeah. Um, so you get to the statue and Vincent like noms all of the good ectoplasm off of it and then keeps poking and scratching at the statue instead of moving on to another location. And I, I think even his his strong little body kind of it, it looks like the statue might have shifted just the tiniest bit mm-hmm. with his nudges and Ellery He's got a was very insistent nose. Very insistent, just like someone else we know. Hmm. Oliver. We're talking about our dog. <laughs> <laughs> Ellery, observing this, decides to crouch down next to the statue and give the base of it a little nudge. And you enter a tunnel. And you can see at the end of this tunnel, like way, way, maybe couple hundred yards down, there is a glowing figure that has a big beard and big silly robes. She just goes for it. Obviously waits for Vincent to head in that direction. <laughs> Vincent takes off, but doesn't take off directly to the figure, takes off and immediately puts his little snorfler on the ground and starts licking up some ectoplasm that has been left in a trail by this ghost so vincent is not moving as quickly as you would be because you'd be taking a direct path and vincent is going to stop and snorkel all the ectoplasm can you describe the hall like how is it a hallway what are we in right now? it's like yeah it's like a long hall corridor thing is uh, it lit at all they're dimly i think okay. with like it's got the same effect as like neon it's like magic but it's old magic that's like you know barely hanging together so it'll buzz on and off oh you're making it scary it's a ghost yeah it's a, a ghost it's a ghost of ghost it's a ghost of good grades what is he gonna do uh grades good grades can Ellery tell that the trail goes to that figure? Yeah. Okay. Because like it's a it's a glowing what it looks like a ghost. Ellery drags Vincent with her, and I think Vincent just kind of opens his mouth and like lets her pulling kind of just scoop it up and he just like pulls a trail on the floor yeah, into his Vincent's mouth in a little harness oh uh, yeah he's, a, like, he's in like a dog harness like plops down in protest it is just sort of uh, i think the floor here is smooth it's like a smooth marble oh, yeah. floor so he's just getting dragged across the floor and it's like snorfling some of the i think uh, his mouth is just open sideways and it just drags <laughs> across the floor and scoops it like a little shovel sure some of it gets missed but a majority of it's gone in that gob mm-hmm. and yeah she she drags him along to get close to this ghost well 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 what do we have here a student master master uh what the fuck did it cornelius Thunderbird? cornelius thunderbird master cornelius thunderbird i've found you <laughs> so you did so you did and if I'm not mistaken, you have Vincent with you. I do, sir. 
the ghostly figure leans down and gives Vincent a pat on the snorfler, leaving some ectoplasm on it. And Vincent like spends uh, the next couple minutes trying to lick his nose. I think Vincent has this weird little alien tongue. It's long and he just kind of like it, it pops out and slops on part of his face and then he pulls it back in. So you just hear this awful slop noise. <laughs> yep. As it like whips out, tries to lick himself, and as he happily goes <laughs> in between each slurp, absolutely. And what can I do for you this evening, my dear? I would love some help with my potions exam. Really interesting. Looking for a passing grade. Ideally, yes. Well, I'm afraid I've already given out my grade for the evening. Ooh. Oh, uh, another another student, a fine young student, uh, uh, believe they had uh, difficulty with astronomy. Is there any advice you could offer a young student in potions? Of course. Cornelius Thunderbird would never overlook an opportunity to help a student in need. So gracious. And tell me, what, what are you struggling with? Ellery kind of waves her hands in the air and she's like, all of it? Mm, yes, I see. That could be quite difficult. Yeah. That's a... Uh, Tricky area of potioning, all of it. Mm. What what assignment are you working on? My final paper for what is this potions one? Yeah, just call potion. Okay, for my final paper for potions one. Ah, yes, potions one. Do you know that in the history of this school, we've only carried twenty copies of Elemental Elements? An essential book for learning potions. And did you know that every year the students who major in potioning agree to be part of a cabal that hoards these books away from the other students because it is most important to their grades in future? And did you know that they hide those books he hits the wall, and one of the stones slides loose, and a book topples out. Right here. Imagine that. Copy of Elemental Elements. This should have the basic reference information you need to get started. And I do suggest... Uh, the ghost go like gets near to you and places a hand on your shoulder. Great. That you get started. That's a good idea. And you wake up in your bed right after that right after that do um, i have pajamas on or am i in my goop clothes i think and where's vincent i think you have pajamas on sort of i think you probably stumbled into the room late on your chest is beans beans is like splayed out on his back and he is sitting on top of a copy of elemental elements the basic potionry book. Excellent. Ellery wakes up and does her morning ritual of booping the unicorn on the nose right above her. <laughs> uh, cool. So we're going to get to the third night. Ooh. In order to get to the third night. Oh, oh, actually, yeah, no, no, no. We, we've got to do the debrief thing here from this to decide how things go. 
the reward. When the mission is complete, the college can offer the student a reward depending on how well the student completed their mission. So, do you think that you accomplished what you set out to do? Technically, yes. I would agree. And since we both agree, you will get two points of substance. (laughs) Eric? So, you are once again faced with the difficult decision of choosing to either sleep, study, or socialize. Now... If you sleep, you're going to get some, uh, whatchamacallit? Stability. Stability. Sleep, sleeping will offer you stability. You can get more substance, I believe, by studying. Um, or you can roll those dice again to socialize. Now, you did have a setback last night. But if you get a five or a six, that is going to put you back where you would have been. And also we get to do a social scene. Yeah, fuck it. She's not going to learn her lesson. She's going to socialize. Yeah, it worked out for her last time. <laughs> sort of. I mean, yeah. It did. <laughs> what do I, I roll? One? Mm-hmm. Despite mistakes, <laughs> things still worked out. Four. Yeah, four. So this is going to get you one point of stability. Whoa. So I have an idea for your socialize. Mm. you get back into your room after i I think a short day of classes Mm. Uh, i think you got to sleep in a little bit uh the night before you know get up some of that sleep debt this is like thursday you only have two classes today and they're a breeze for you they're they're pretty easy especially like one of them you got a super cool professor and that professor knows that uh they're kind of winding down the semester and everybody's like working on papers and whatnot. And they don't let everyone go for class, but they do sort of use the class as kind of a relaxation period. Um, everybody, you know, gets some spoons back together. It's good. So like that isn't the thing that provided you stability. That was just kind of nice. You get back to your room feeling like, you know, I could probably work on this paper. So you go over to your desk, you sit down, you take out that page where you've already written your name and your professor's name and whatnot. You pick up that pen. Son of a butt. Yeah. You do you just call out to the door? Is it open? Like Uh, I think it's unlocked, but she calls out uh yeah, it's open. Hey. Oh, hey. It's Iroh, <laughs> sort of leaning casually in the door frame. They can't see into your room. Well, because I have an important question for you. Okay. And that is, your room is covered in horse and Pegasus unicorn posters. Are you self-conscious about your space? She already quoted his own their their own poetry back at them. Ellery has no shame. <laughs> I, I mean, I like that like kind of low key confidence. It's like confident in the fact that you're already a spaz, yet this person is knocking on your door anyway. Cool. So, Ellery, yeah, Ellery's committed to being a horse girl. So yeah, I think sauntering into the room the cool way that they you know have is Iroh. And Iroh takes a minute to look around the room. And this room 
has not just one horse girl staying in it. Mm-hmm. It's two horse girls staying in it. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely plastered with horse posters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, these horse posters are sort of uh, like they do have uh, the, the noise altering thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also if like the lights in the room are out and dimmed, uh, they go into like sleep mode. So there are a bunch of like peacefully snoring horse posters just everywhere. And Iroh is like kind of having a sensory overload sort of taking that in. I don't know. Iroh is an art student. They're probably pretty okay with it. But yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it's a lot. Maybe it's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) This is a lot. (laughs) Sorry. um, Only like half of these are mine. Cool. Yeah. Um, what's up? Uh, so I liked the work that you did on those zines with me. It was pretty cool. Oh. And I thought that, uh, I might come by and thank you by taking you out to get something to eat. Okay. What's this date like? (laughs) Tell me about the day. I think that there is this little corner out of the way catacomb cafe mm-hmm, under mm-hmm, the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in a part of quote unquote town uh, underground that not a lot of people know about or go to. It's kind of a hipster zone, but it's not totally discovered yet. Yeah. And it's a cafe that a friend of Iroh's runs. And it's just like this dope little place with really old furniture that has holes in it. But it's just super comfortable and plays lo-fi music. Yes, yes. It does play lo-fi music for sure. We will never escape it. Also, (laughs) I know where there's free music that you can add to this. Although Ellery knows nothing of potions, Ellery is starting to pick up a little bit of chemistry. Um, (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I think you both spend the time talking again, like discussing poetry, I think is the thing that like is a really common thread for both of you. turns out you have a lot of tastes in common uh, in that. Uh, And also, you're uh, learning more about Iroh's dope music tastes. They are introducing you to some things that, like, you know, you just didn't have access to in high school, and it's super rad. How does the date end? I think the the date took place on one of the extra comfy couches in the back of the cafe. I I think it's kind of Iroh's spot that their friend keeps reserved and keeps empty for like only the good friends. There's a cool like glowing glyph on the wall that literally says Iroh's spot. God. Yeah, definitely. And I think that this cafe has enchanted windows to show the outdoors, but it it's kind of like those cameras that you can go on the internet and it's just a live stream of a camera pointing in one direction, but it's in a really cool place that nobody really would really get to see otherwise. Ooh, like cool. one at the top of a cliff next to a bird's nest and one on a beach. And it's just like 
little windows into the world that of like things that are actually happening. Uh, has Ellery dated anyone before? <sighs> I think Ellery hung out in groups with people and had crushes, mm-hmm. but I don't know that she's ever really been on a date. I don't think she even knows that this is a date right now. I think she just thinks they're hanging out. Yeah. Uh, but I think they, Ellery is a light uh, with that buzzing, like warm anxiety of a crush. Absolutely. Um, and I think everything about this moment together with Iroh is like intense and electric, but but also comfortable and lazy. It's exactly the sort of stuff that you needed. And you get that point of stability. <laughs> I just took one away. <laughs> I'm so Lord. used to losing. <laughs> There we go. I fixed it. Cool. Uh, so yeah, the so so you the you said the date ends. You're you're in this oh. like little corner looking at these uh, at this magic window. Yeah, I think that the window that they sit by is Iroh's favorite window because it overlooks a cafe in a completely different country, mm. and there are people watching. And because the window isn't, it isn't very big. It's a small window. You can't make them too big or the the muggles will get suspicious. But it's a, it's a small window that overlooks a cafe. And I think they have to be reasonably close together to look through it and talk about these people. And I think at some point their hands meet. Yeah. And I think at the moment that your hands meet, like there's this cafe and in this cafe halfway around the world uh there are two people in the other window and they are obviously lovers uh who you know th- their eyes lit up when when they first saw each other and like you two have been idly watching these people is like you're commenting on different people and different things that you're seeing at this cafe and at the moment your hand touches iros these two strangers halfway around the world kiss and i think you blush instantly oh yeah head to toe and and i it's not like it's it's not subtle it's just bright red and i i think it like reaches all the way to her shoulders from from the top of her shoulders up to the top of her head so their their hand is like barely touching yours. They they look over. Um, I think I think Ira's got some lip piercings because that that's pretty oh, definitely yeah, yeah artistic I, and cool. That's what I see. Yeah. Um, they look over at you. They they make eye contact with you. So what are you up to tonight? Uh, well, technically I need to like study, but <laughs> oh no. Uh, Iroh slumps back in their seat a little bit and looks up. Fucking finals. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Today was good, but finals for sure. Yeah. But I mean, after finals. For could, sure. Do you yeah. want to hear? We could like hang out here or, you know, wherever. Well, I've got most of my papers wrapped up uh, just a little bit more to square away. Um, How about Sunday? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. 
with that, they kind of get up and you two walk your separate ways at the like entrance to this little place in the market. And like, I think you're walking on that floaty trail of clouds Sunday. The paper is due on Monday and you've written none of it. And you've written none of it. It'll be fine. Hey, heroes, welcome to the mid-roll. I hope you're enjoying this week's episode. It was so much fun to record. Some quick news announcements for everybody. First up, I've got good news for our friends in the UK. I just spoke to the folks at Traveling Man, and it looks like I'm going to be hitting every location for that bookshop. That is Leeds, Manchester, York, and Newcastle. Uh, Unfortunately, we don't have a specific schedule for which days I'll be there yet, and the one that I've been quoting to you up to this point uh, might no longer be accurate. I hope to have better information by Monday. Uh, Just look for my Twitter. Uh, Hopefully, I'll have posted something there with the exact times and locations that I'll be doing signings for that shop. Otherwise, just look ahead to next week. I will be trying to announce those dates as soon as I get them. They might even show up in campaign. After that, I'm going to be at the Thought Bubble Comics Festival in Yorkshire. I'll be there November 9th through 10th, and I'm going to be doing a pretty cool panel where we play my new game, Captain My Captain, live on stage. I'll be joined by some of my personal heroes for that, like Grant Howitt and Kieran Gillen. Uh, So it's going to be a good show, so be sure to attend if you happen to be at the show. As always, One Shot is brought to you thanks to our supporters on Patreon. And those Patreon supporters are getting some cool content this week because today we've got the second half of my magic discussion with Patrick Rothfuss going up onto our feed. I think Pat and I had a really great conversation, and I'm so excited that I was able to share it with everyone. All you need to do to listen to that is be a $5 or more backer by heading to patreon.com slash one-shot podcast. That doesn't only get you access to that conversation, but every bit of our secret archive which includes bonus episodes from every show on the network, including One Shot, Campaign, System Mastery, A Horror Borealis, The Broadswords, Character Creation Cast, and so many more. Apologies to backers who are waiting on hearing their names on air. We will be generating a new list soon, uh, hopefully before I leave for Thought Bubble. And definitely apologies to backers waiting on physical rewards. I do intend to be getting those pins out as soon as I can this year, and I want to get dice out to people. Getting those physical rewards to people is actually one of the most difficult parts of my job because it requires a lot of things that I'm not very good at. And on top of everything, this year has been a year. But those rewards are coming your way. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. All right, we're at the last night's adventure before paper time, before crunch time. Great. What are you doing? Reading that fucking book. Mm-hmm. All right, so you're reading the book uh, that you do have the option for, you know, another adventure to get some substance. Yeah, let's do that adventure. So do you have an idea of a thing that you might like to do? Uh. 
or would you like to randomly roll for an event again? Um, I think that Ellery uh, gets into this book and digs in a little bit and becomes absolutely fascinated with the uh, side notes from one of the authors of the book. Ooh, cool. Because these textbooks are never written by one person. Yeah. Uh, in particular, there is one professor that has uh, side notes that have to do with chemical reactions, how things interact, and could aid with cooking. Mm-hmm. And and I think that this particular author is actually a famous chef at a restaurant that isn't that far away. Cool. So you're going to try and go to this restaurant mm-hmm. and talk to this chef. Yes. Love it. Okay. So the restaurant is kind of far away. I think your first challenge is how do you get there? Well, they can fly, right? Are there brooms here? Um, There are probably brooms. I guess it is a city. You probably can't really broom around. Yeah. Uh, I think Ellery, being a city kid, has a bus pass. Okay, so you're going to take a bus. Yes. Uh, Thing is, this is a magical restaurant, and there's like kind of a, I think there's a magical trick of like getting there if you're going to get there on a bus. Mm. Um, So I'm going to put this at a one challenge, but you will have to roll for this. So I get one to start. Mm -hmm. I think this is a fairly nice restaurant, uh, which I'm going to put the important detail that Beans is wearing a little collar Mm. that has a little bow tie. Absolutely. Beans is excited. I like to read the reviews of restaurants, and this one is very well reviewed. Should I dress nicer? Yes, you should. All right. Ellery pulls out the one formal dress she wears to any formal event because she hates wearing dresses. Ellery, you need to get a new dress. <sighs> Lay off me, Beans. I don't like dresses. As soon as I have enough money, I'm going to go buy something different. But this is all I have for now. Doesn't have any pockets. I know. It's the worst. <laughs> uh, Beans, like, idly swats at part of the dress is like you're getting into it. Big mood. Uh, so you get one for starting out. If this is this is a roll to get there accurately? This is to get there accurately. I think she's been to a restaurant near that one, but not that particular restaurant. She has magical parents, so obviously they've, they've gone out to a nice dinner before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And m- maybe to like celebrate someone else who had a little bit more money than them. I think it was... I think you went to this place actually to your like last night before college, like starting college. This was a celebration oh. of like, oh, starting school. Yeah, you're an adult. You're almost an adult. Uh, Going to big I, kid school. I want you, one of your parents gave you some advice before you went off to school. And I just want to flash back to that moment. What mm. did, what bit of advice did your parents give you? This is for the narrative stank. So you can get that narrative stank die. What would wizarding parents say to a young witch before going off to magic school? To magic college. Magic college. Do we decide what her major is, or is she just... I mean, she's a freshman. Coasting. She doesn't need to declare her major until her sophomore year, I don't think. Fair. 
Did did she know what she wants to do? I mean, being a horse girl, her initial inclination is probably to be a veterinarian. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. Um, but I think that may have been shook somewhat since uh, potions rolled in. Oh, yeah, because you got to <laughs> know about all those potions and stuff that you're messing with. Yeah, so she, she's a little shook in that respect. I think the mom said something to the effect of don't fuck on the first date. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, so the mom says don't fuck on the first date. Dad pulls you aside. It's okay to fuck on the first date. <laughs> I think the dad's like your mom and I fucked on the first date (laughs) uh no I think that's what the older sibling said oh okay okay I like that yeah no the older sibling said don't fuck on the first date oh the Uh, older sibling said don't fuck on yeah and your mom's like it's okay to fuck on the first date no stop that It's okay to fuck on the first. It's fine. It's yes, fine. it's fine. It's not what I would declare to a... How old is she? 17, 18, 18 year old? 18 going off to college. I guess. People going off to college don't even go on dates. They just fuck. <laughs> not me. They go to each other's rooms to watch a movie. <laughs> I guess I had a very different experience than everyone else. Uh, All experiences are fine. All of them are fine. That just wasn't my experience. I think her parents warned her against something very specific about the school. Mm. Some kind of pitfall and how to navigate it. There's a pitfall. Oh? Yeah, you're going to want to swing on a vine over it. Where? Uh, Like in the quad. Okay. Yeah, good years swinging on that vine over the pitfall in the quad. Oh, and watch out for the three snakes that sort of move back and forth in a regular direction. And if you have to hop over alligators, be sure to do it when their mouths are closed. Oh, that pitfall. All right. (laughs) Great. I'll give you the stank for that. Great. I was... Going for something completely different, but you turned it into Donkey Kong. No, I turned it into Pitfall. Donkey Kong Country. There's a literal game called Pitfall. There is? Yep. And those I have are no all idea. the hazards of Pitfall. Uh, those are all also hazards in Donkey Kong Country. Well, I'm learning something today. That used to be my favorite game. All right. Roll it out. Sure. You did it. My heart. So, uh, even though the busing is complicated, like, I think you have to take, it's really you're just going one block and different buses so that you can do it in a complicated pattern. And then the fifth bus that you take takes you into a completely different direction. Like, you just take an occult symbol path of buses to get on the magical bus it doesn't take very long but if you don't switch buses properly you can't do it Mm. so you manage to pull up in front of this restaurant what does it look like i think that they've imported a very old building uh let's say from ancient rome a building that kind of crumbled and the bricks were going to either get reused or thrown away but some eccentric uh old person was like 
I'll buy these and shipped them here and had the entire building reassembled. Oh, that's cool. And then they they built infrastructure around it to keep it standing so that the facade and the inside have a very classical Roman look. This is their ancestors restaurant from Rome. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. they would. That yeah. So that that's what it is. It's pretty cool. It's pretty classy. And it's also hip. Uh, there are some lo-fi beats playing. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, and uh, I think Beans excitedly like pads up over to the host um, and sort of like looks up at them. Come on, come on. Can I help you? We'd like a seat, please. Would anyone here? Yes, we would here. No vacancy. All right, so <laughs> I created my own problem. You've got a problem with an NPC that you control. <laughs> uh, what do you think the difficulty of getting past this jerk is? I, I don't think they're looking for a seat. I think they're looking to get uh, just to the kitchen to greet the chef. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what? I, th I think Ellery uses the distraction of Beans thinking he's going to get a meal to just walk past confidently Ooh. and get to the kitchen. Okay, okay. I'll call that a two. Okay. Do so, I, how many? One for effort. Ugh. You gotta pull, pull together a narrative stank die or use some magic to get a second one. Otherwise, you'll fail straight up. I would recommend trying to get all three or using some stability. I'm going to use one stability. Okay. How, what difficulty did you say it was? This is two. This is average. I think Ellery uses a little bit of magic to upgrade the dress she's wearing Ooh. to look like she belongs oh, a little shit. bit more. This is some art magic that yeah. you learned from Iroh. Yes, absolutely. I love that. Cool. You can. Do you still have a narrative stank die? That's free. Oh, I, I think in her head, like it, this reminds her of a movie she saw, and how uh, someone kind of took control of a situation in a restaurant, and she was just so enamored with the way they strutted. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, I need to remake this strut. This is my moment. This is the dumb movie shit that she's always wanted to do oh live that moment yeah to live that movie star moment go for it Roll why it. not is that that's four dice that's four dice uh, looking for two successes yes. bing bing boom huge success yeah you stride right in um you're walking with purpose. I think in your little bag, uh, you had a clipboard. And we oh, all know yeah. someone who has a clipboard can walk literally anywhere. <laughs> and and be ignored because no one wants to talk Well, everyone to assumes that you're supposed to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think you're able to walk right back into the kitchen. Yeah, she just walks right in. I think this is the first time in your life that you've witnessed true chaos. 
because this is a kitchen at a fancy restaurant. There are chefs and sous, sous chefs and, and uh, wait staff dashing back and forth very, very quickly. Quickly. Um, I think there's a shokugeki happening off in the corner somewhere. Uh, <laughs> They're just competing with each other randomly. Yes, it mayhem. There's a colorful cast of of wizard chefs that are all vying to be the greatest chef in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, they're gambling with this shokugeki. There's a lot of there's you know a lot of attention drawn to that. Perfect. Once Ellery gets in. And realizes that it was just that easy. She panics a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just like, oh, wow. Uh, what do I do now? And she looks around and realizes she should be looking for the author. Do you know what this person looks like? I think their picture is on the book. But the picture is about 10 years old. Hmm. So it's a matter of finding someone who remotely resembles a ten-year-older version of the author picture on that book. I am trying to decide if the challenge here should be finding that person or convincing that person to talk to you. Mm. Let's do a one difficulty to find that person, and then okay. we'll. I'll save the big role for after. So yeah, um, you've got to age it, this person up in your mind. It makes sense to me that after that extensive walkthrough, she would use one stability in her brain this to figure this out. This is a one difficulty role. So I two dice won't help me? I mean... It, two two dice will, but I don't think you need to spend stability on it because you okay. can get it for free with narrative stack. That's what I was trying to avoid. <laughs> I'm or tired. magic. I'm trying to be nice because the next and final roll is going to be three difficulty. <laughs> I think Ellery did some googling before mm. while or while she was on the bus. You know, yeah, there, lot lots of time on multiple buses. Did some googling to try to find recent pictures of this chef. Came up with very little. Mm-hmm. Generally, fuzzy side profiles or overly bright pictures of people who wanted to pose with the chef. Yeah, who don't know how to take a picture to save their life. I love it. Perfect. That's narrative stank for sure. I like that that's a technical term that I've come up with. Narrative stank? Uh, apologies to Sharang. <laughs> Do you want to try and cast a spell to save it? Sure. Uh, just a searching spell, I guess? Yeah. Okay. Just roll another one? Yep. Boom. You found them. <laughs> Thank God. How have they changed in a very surprising way? Well, they don't look as blanked out as they did in the horrible Google pictures. Mm-hmm. I think their hair is, is... Oh, God, I didn't decide. In my head, it's a woman. Okay. So I guess it's a woman. Yep. Um, she she has her hair pulled back. Where in, in most of the pictures, the hair was down and styled and nice. But in the kitchen, her hair is pulled up. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing a messy, a messy uniform. 
she's obviously been in that kitchen for a while. Oh, yeah. Preparing and yelling and getting things done and assisting the interns and teaching. And she she looks a little worse for wear, but you can also see the thrill of being in the middle of it and being in her element. Yeah. She's trying the results of the Shokugeki and judging it. Um, you can see her have some overly long fantasy sequences, tasting the good, good flavors of both co- <laughs> contestants. She declares a winner. Um, and uh, one person is very mad and swears chef revenge. And the other person is very happy and, and wins the challenge. And like, I think, this is your moment. Things have like kind of died down around them a little bit. What do you do? What do you say? What's there? Do you want me to pull, pull up another wizard name generator? Yeah, hit me. Okay. Or a chef name generator. I'll see if there's one of those. <laughs> the internet's a magical place. Well, there was a result for chef name generator. I told you. Okay. So this, we have to give it a seed name and it will turn it into a chef name. Uh, I'll make the first seed name Oliver. Mm-hmm. And what's the last name? Uh, Vincent. Oliver Vincent. Okay. So we're going to combine our dog with the stink lizard. Generate name. Lydia Moulton. Beautiful. I love it. Mm-hmm. Lydia specializes in lava cake. Lydia created lava cake. Ooh, with real lava, mm-hmm. with edible lava. Edible lava. So I think, like, you can see some of her uh, uh, fiery, I think it's like salt and fiery now because she's older, mm-hmm. uh, red hair uh, that's like tucked up on her head. Uh, she's got like a big, broad chest, big arms, uh, and she's laughing heartily uh, with the winner of the Shokugeki. Excellent. Uh, Ellery kind of sneaks up around the crowd as everyone is talking and dispersing. And the moment the Shokugeki winner begins to walk away, Ellery approaches from the side and says, Excuse me, chef. Hmm? Chef, chef Lydia? Now, I don't recognize you. I'm a... What are you doing in my kitchen? I'm, I was referred to you by a staff member at my school. I had questions for you because I, you are a renowned author of this book. Uh, she takes a look at the book and folds her arms and sort of sizes you up and down. Well, that's bullshit. But you did make it all the way here. Thank you. What did you need from me? Did you make it all the way into my restaurant and come back here into my kitchen without a plan? Yes. How did you get past the host? And we'll (laughs) cut back. I'll have you know I am a top rated reviewer. I'm big on Yelp. <laughs> I'm huge on Yowl. Yowl. Oh, my God. That's Yelp for familiars. <laughs> Perfect. We'll cut back. Well, you're resourceful. I'll give that to you. 
Thank you. How about this? You win a Shokugeki and you can get a moment of my time. Yeah, let's do it. All right. This is a difficulty three. Great. I would advise spending all of your stability. Wow. All right. Uh, I, I think Ellery has a few family recipes up her sleeve um, that she has cooked not only with her her mother and father, uh, but with her grandparents, too. Mm-hmm. These are things that they cook every year for the holidays, and she's never heard of outside of her family. Yep, Can I perfect. Get a, you is get that a narrative, good narrative stank. stank? <laughs> Much like any cooking in this ki- kitchen, there is most definitely magic involved in preparing some of these ingredients. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to grab You'll need it to make time. I think uh, what she is going to do is just make her lava cake. Um, but you're making these family recipes. They're time intensive. They would normally take longer than the lava cake. So you yes. need to use magic to magic speed things up. To, to rush. And I will spend the two stability. Yeah. That's everything I got, right? Shokugeki! <laughs> hey, audience, watch that dumb anime. It's real good. Uh, the fantasy sequences are very bad and off-putting at first, but it gets enjoyable. It gets better. You're going to have to set aside, what is it, the first three episodes? Are pretty awful. Yeah, they're... Uh, I almost didn't watch it. Hey, I made us quit for a little bit. But we eventually went back to it. We did go back to it because God God bless Allie. She convinced me to go back because mm-hmm. she was so hype about and she it. She was right. She was right. It got better. And uh once we got past the weird sexual stuff, it was pretty good. Yeah, I mean the weird sexual stuff is always there. But I mean it's boy, a, I howdy. mean, yeah, but it gets less gross. Well, I think you get a little bit of Stockholm syndrome from it. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, why? Wait, wait, does this cause a magical mishap? This would cause a magical mishap, but you have the magical beasts thing, so you can re-roll one roll. Once per semester, ignore the effect of a magical mishap. Well, so that that is, I think, your last ditch because, and this is why I'll say this, you would still fail. You just wouldn't fail spectacularly. However, if you re-roll all of those dice, you'll have a shot at succeeding. Wasn't I saving? Wait. You, I don't think you need that for paper. Oh. I think that's an adventure roll specifically. Beans the cat roll. No, so that's not be- that's beans the cat. Uh, yeah, this yeah, is for your magical beasts class. Okay. Yeah. All right. Re-roll all dice on adventure roll related to magical creatures. You're cooking food? Yeah, close enough. Yeah, so you're cooking a magical creature. Ooh. Yeah. What creature am I cooking? A magic Oops. cow. Well, can, I re- can that fill out of my hand? Yeah, I'll allow it. I'm yeah. being overly nice. It fell out of my hand before I intended to roll it. I love it. Where did it go? Oh, no. Wait. That's still Are you failure. kidding me? You can ignore the magical mishap. Okay. What does that do, though? Well, so you're not going to blow up the kitchen. But I don't win. But you don't win the Shokugeki. I don't know why she would even win a Shokugeki to begin with. Can I just earn respect? So, 
yeah, let me handle it because you did get two successes. So uh, it was a pretty good. You needed recipe. three to win. Um, I, I didn't want. I didn't need. I don't want to win. I so, don't want to beat Lydia Moulton. Yeah. So what happens is Lydia, like like you're cooking. Lydia finishes the lava cake and or, or is in the middle of the lava cake and notices a disastrous mistake that you've made in your magic related to combining two magical things. Um, like you're, you're going off of a family recipe, but you don't have it exactly right in front of you. And there's something like you're using lava for it. Um, I think because you've been reading this book, like you've studied something about the properties of lava and you were trying to speed up your recipe. So Lydia realizes that your food is going to erupt. And in the middle of the Shokugeki, she has to like stop you from erupting and blowing up the kitchen. And everyone, like the staff around you, the, the other chefs are like frozen because they're worried that like Olivia is going to, or th- that Lydia is going to go nuts. Uh, and, and chew you out because if they had done something like that, uh, she absolutely would have. Um, but she like stops the mishap from happening. She looks at you and goes, well, you didn't win my Shokugeki, so I can't give you any of my time. However, you will be sous chef under me for the rest of the night until you understand how dangerous lava is. And so I think we get, a training montage uh, where you were trained very specifically on how to handle lava. This is exactly what I wanted, by mm-hmm. the way. <laughs> this is exactly what you wanted. Meanwhile, we cut over uh, to the restaurant where uh, we can see that Beans has bullied his way to a table and is currently eating out of a cat dish. Happy just happy as happy can be and like working away on a review despite rude staff <laughs> he would <laughs> this meal is transcendent um so we we go to closing out this night um and i'm going to say although this uh, like I, I i don't think you achieved the thing that you wanted to achieve because uh that role stuck i think there were more things that you could have learned uh i do think you learned something relevant to your quest so i'm going to give you one more substance mm. so the end of the night do you want to try and do any writing now or are you saving it all for crunch time um does it matter uh, it's probably better to save it all for crunch time. I'm just yeah, offering it to you. Save it all for crunch time. So we save it all for Sunday. <laughs> yes. Uh, or no, we save it all for Saturday. That's Saturday. right. Because you're going to Correct. write this I'm gonna paper. I'm going to write the whole paper on Saturday. Hold on. Let's get some room tone so I can remove this. So you save this all for Saturday where you're going to write this paper. So now... It's time for you to make your roll. How many substance do you have? Six. Six substance. So Um, I just roll six dice? So you're going to roll six d6. Four. 
Four, fives, and sixes are successes. How many do I need? Well, I'm not going to reveal that to you. Oh. Uh, you do have the option uh, because you have beans. Yeah. Beans allows you to re-roll any of number of these dice once. You said four, five, and six. Four, these five, are and all six successes? are successes, yes. All right. Then I'll re-roll the two that don't like me. That's one more. So I've got five out of six successes. Five successes. So. B, 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 I B. Want, before we get to <laughs> before we get to revealing how you did, I want to know how beans helped you out. Uh, I think when whenever Ellery got really frustrated or got overwhelmed by a particular part of the essay, beans would crawl up and or like walk up and do a nuzzle or curl up on her lap and and help her calm down when i was in college uh my junior year we were on campus housing uh that like our campus housing had like houses that were near the college that that you could register for and i was in one of those and one of my roommates snuck a kitten in and one night I was writing papers very, very late into the night and this frigging kitten saunters into the room, jumps up onto my lap and like lays across my lap for the entirety of my paper writing. Mm -hmm. It was a very calming presence. Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's how Bean nor Beans normally does it. And when you would hit a wall or a frustrating point, Beans would just like take a paw, grab your hand and have like, now it's time for pet, petting pet Beans. Now. Or like right in the middle of your face. Mm -hmm. Bap. Yep. Excuse me. I exist. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that allowed you to power through. Like you pull nearly an all, uh, an, uh, certainly an all dayer, close to an all nighter, but you write this friggin' paper. It's done. So, for one success, you would get a D. For two, you get a C. Oh. For three, you get a B. Hell yeah. For four, it's an A. You've got five successes. That is an A+. Because I'm awesome! The only A that you ever receive in, in potions. Class. And it counts for only a percentage of the grade. 30% of your grade. So yeah. not insignificant. This saves you. I yeah. think this like brings your grade total up to like... C plus or or wow that or bad? B. I think I you think were it's really struggling. I think it's yeah. a soft B. It's a soft B. So like I think you were getting solid C's through class, and then you turn in an A plus paper. Yeah. But most importantly, you finish this paper, hand it in on Saturday, so you've got Sunday free. You bet I do. What do you do on Sunday, champ? I assume that uh, Iro shows up at her room again. Mm hmm. God, are they just is is everyone just night owls? Does she could do I think Iro specifically is like a real night owl. Okay. I think that's what we learned. So I think that's just the way life is as a wizard. You're just always awake at night. Mm-hmm. I would die from that lack of sunlight. <laughs> Anyways, uh I think that Ellery finishes the paper, turns it in. They must, did they have like some kind of auto grading 
flash forward thing where she finds out, or do you think she just turns it in, sighs, walks away, and hopes for the future? Okay, I do think there is like kind of a very quick grading thing. Mm. Um, so where do you and Iroh go on your date? I'm trying to decide if they go back to that cafe or if they go somewhere else. Well, they meet up at the cafe. Yes. Okay, they meet up at the cafe, and I think that Iroh takes her to a unicorn show where people show their bread and special unicorns for judgment and uh kind of kind of like a dog show but for unicorns yeah wow what a clutch move (laughs) uh so i think you're having this moment where there's a black unicorn uh between the two of you it is a cool looking unicorn you've gotten special permission to touch this unicorn um because like i don't know if you've ever been to a cat or a dog show they get very particular about who gets to touch those animals um but iroh knows someone who like did this unicorn's hooves or something uh so you get to touch this unicorn uh and like you're running your fingers through its mane and i think while you're both petting the unicorn your fingers touch again there's that electric spark between you and then you hear hey hey you get an a there's a little raven that has landed like right next to you on the fence and and the unicorn like gets scared off oh of course like moves off and there's there's a raven that's just like so insistent like you got an a what hey oh that's your grade wow boy you i got real close to punching you you scared the (laughs) heck out of me bud you gotta work on your calls there but he and but uh it's traditional whenever a raven shows up to give you a message you have to give them something shiny so uh ellery pulls out um Every everybody who knows they're going to get a raven keeps a little satchel mm-hmm. with them, full of little train, bits and bobs, little little yeah. bits and bobs. And uh, she opens it up, and there's just there's like a couple of things, and she's like, "All right, pick one." The raven like sifts through for a minute, considering some things, mm-hmm. like looking in sideways with its little eyes, mm-hmm. grabs something, and flutters off. Ellery puts the the pouch back in her bag and just kind of like holds her chest for a moment <sighs> and then coming up behind her iroh places hands mm. on ellery's shoulders calm down yeah okay <laughs> and i think you relax into each other mm. and that's where we leave hexed yeah! yeah thank you for playing with me baby i had a lot of fun and we made it gay we yeah i mean obviously have you met me well heroes that's it for one shot this week but don't worry we'll be back next week with girl underground i'm really excited about this one uh, because i have not heard this episode because this year has been so stressful and busy for me my friends from within and without the network decided to put together a bunch of games for me this year to feature to give me some time to relax this one was put together by mel damato and their friends from the moth squad that is jace jess and ken and it was run for them by one of the co-authors and designers lauren mcmannon 
by all accounts, there's a horrible goose in this game. So I can't wait to see what they've done to me. While you're waiting for that, you can check out one of the other great shows on the OneShot Network. Like The Broadswords. The Broadswords is an all-women D&D podcast focused on drama, roleplay, and subverting stereotypes. Join the Broads as they unravel the mysteries of the snowy Rashomon, a land ruled by witches steeped in superstition. Berserkers reign, and spirits roam the frozen wastes. Yulares, Kila, and Maypri all have their own reasons for journeying north, but soon they discover they have something in common. They are pawns in a divine plot. You can find the Broadswords on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. As always, we end one shot with a call to action. Folks, this week I just need you to call your representatives about an issue that you care about. And when I call my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There you can find issue summaries for different issues affecting the country, along with contact information for your representatives, and scripts to read while you're on the phone to make sure you get your message across clearly. Calling is quick, and it's a great first step for advocating for change. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest OneShot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at paracosmpress.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.